It's a new year. It's the same virus. <sighs> Didn't you just think it would be like Cinderella that like midnight would hit and then all of a sudden like you'd be in like this gorgeous ball gown. You'd be like, ah, oh, yes, my skin has cleared up. I'm employed. I don't have to fear breathing in some kind of noxious virus when I go outside without a mask. My dishwasher works. Just everything was going to be fixed, wasn't it? It was supposed to be. That's all right. Here I am. I got high hopes for this year. I mean, that's one of us. I'm, I'm neither, I'm, I'm not expecting anything. Like, I'm just going to go with it. We'll see how long this lasts. Yeah, I think the age of like I think the age of like so and so year is gonna be my year. I think that's over now because I am done. Yeah. Because we've (laughs) all been so betrayed that we got burned. um, Yeah. No one's ever gonna say that this is their year anymore. Which honestly I'm okay with. Nope. I said to Michael, like, well, actually, because we were all talking about you and I and Elliot and Michael and our friends Elisa. And Jason, we're talking about our New Year's resolutions. And so I was like, be more generous. And then I turned to Michael and I said to him privately, I was like, my goal is to get a job by Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give yourself like the whole year. Yep. Yep. That's good. I was like, that's my goal. I want to get a job by Christmas. I would love to be able to afford to go to my friend's weddings, but I will 100% go into debt if I don't have a job by then. <laughs> yeah. Those are my goals. Those are my goals. Be more generous. Get a job. Go into debt trying. <laughs> Perfect. The the trifecta. Yeah. The unholy trinity. Yeah. I don't really you know. have any goals. It's to like not lose my absolute mind during the wedding planning <laughs> process. Uh, and to have a wedding is kind of just the one goal that of this year. If like if everything goes well. That's the one thing. <laughs> the world can burn around me. I just want to get through it. Imagine the lighting if it does burn around you on right? your wedding day. That'll be so pretty. The venue we picked, we're not allowed to have open flames. So, I mean. Yeah, but you, just... you probably won't get dinged for that if the, the world yeah. is ending. They won't be able to bill you after the if fact. If the earth has cracked open and hell hath come through, then yeah, I'm in the clear. I didn't lose my deposit. Nope. If anything, I would ask for it back because they should have known that the world was ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They owe you money. True. Anyway. Uh, it's finally happening. We're talking this about been it. Requested. Yeah. This has been requested for a minute. Almost a year later. Well, this was... Yeah, this was at the very beginning. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did a cat jump at you? <laughs> no, a cat just ran full force into my leg. <laughs> Very apropos of what this episode is. There's going to be they, cats abound. They they heard what this episode was about and were like, nope, not today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this came out March 20th. Just Three at days the, after lockdown. Yeah, really? Like, like, yeah. It couldn't have come out at a better time, to be completely <laughs> honest. Everyone needed to not think about the deadly virus and just think of fucking people owning big animals. And everyone was on board. Gay polygamy. Yeah, people people who didn't like true crime were into it. People who didn't yeah. like animals were into it. 
people who were every walk of life. There's something for everyone in this Mm -hmm. documentary. I went to watch it and Michael, as we've touched on, is not into this stuff. And um, like he listened to our first episode, fun fact, and was like, I am very proud of you. I think you both did a great job with your research and everything. But respectfully, I don't think I can keep listening to this because I am very upset right now. And, and that was like, the okay. Scott Peterson episode. That was the Scott Peterson episode. I mean, thank episode. God yeah. he didn't listen to like. Can you imagine oh, if we started with Sylvia Likens first? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's 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 a rough one. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have gotten out of bed for days. But um, so he was. He, he saw I was putting it on and was like, "All right, that's my cue to leave." He got maybe like three steps out of the room as the first like fifteen seconds of the documentary sar- started, and he was just like, "What." It was, yeah, I I will say up top, it was put together beautifully. Yes. Like there's so much, like if, if you hadn't watched it and you just saw all the memes and everything that people were talking about, you'd be like, I don't know what this is because there's so much that happens, but the documentary lays it out like perfectly Perfectly. like in the correct order that you get who everybody is without being overwhelmed you get um, so much detail yeah but not an overwhelming amount yeah great interviews i love the one-on-one interviews with all of the people that like worked at the the zoo so good oh it was fantastic i'm i'm a fan like personally i am a fan yeah not not of most of the people but no i I mean i the people that worked at the zoo, I feel like a lot of them, because uh, I just watched the uh, the follow up episode. Yes, and with Jonah Hill. I mean, jo- Joel Hill. Joel McHale. Yes, <laughs> completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill, sure. I yeah. mean, he could have hosted it. Why not? Twenty twenty saw weirder things, but it's true though. Um, yeah, I just watched the follow up episode and. Um, he interviewed like all of the the same people the people that worked there and they were Mm -hmm. all like i was not there for joe exotic i was there for the animals like that's that's who i care about in this scenario it's not him it's not whoever else was there and i feel like there were a lot of people that really did want to make it a great zoo yes yes or if nothing else like a great place for the animals yes um so jumping just going through an overview if nobody if you haven't seen it yet, yeah if you haven't seen it yet it's tiger king it's got 86 percent on rotten tomatoes 83 percent audience score the uh critics consensus is quote a bizarre true crime story you have to see to believe tiger king is a messy and captivating portrait of obsession gone terribly wrong end quote yes yes on netflix i believe in Please. I mean, I, I don't want to say in every country, but I know that y- almost every country has watched it at some point. Mm-hmm. It's accessible. My cat is screaming at me. I know. Bean was like, Carol Baskin killed her husband. Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to get into that, but 100%. Uh, there's no way that she didn't kill her husband. Absolutely not. She's just, she's one of those people that's a little too calm. See, my problem with her is that she thinks her shit don't stink. She's blaming mm-hmm. everybody else. She's like, mm-hmm. all these people suck. Like, I am this, like, 
her whipped ass husband called her the Mother Teresa of yeah. of uh, big cats. And though um, her ex husband's family fucking I mean, hates her, they they can't stand. Well, and also fun fact: so Carol Baskin was on Dancing with the Stars. I think we talked about that in our true it crime garnered update. all this fame. Yes. And I don't remember if we touched on this or not, but her ex-husband's family, her her murdered husband's family, actually took out a missing persons like commercial for the premiere and like aired it and was like, if you have any information who killed Carol Baskin's husband, our father and ex-husband, we think we know who it is, but we need people to come forward. And like they were they were so like they did not give a shit and I, I was here for that more than anything just the sheer just audacity and i loved it very much and honestly good, good. yeah it was it was wild so i'm just gonna start pretty much from the very beginning because i think every episode had a like a main focus yes and yes so obviously the first episode it was titled not your average joe Mm-hmm. Um, it just introduces you to who this fucking guy is. Joe Exotic, if you have not seen the series or listened to the podcast or a million Watch other the things. Yes, a million other things. <laughs> he uh, is the owner of the GW Zoo in, I think it's pronounced Winniewood, Oklahoma. Um, it's been a minute for me, so I'm not positive. I think that's what they were saying. Um, but the, the, um, the guy that produced his, his TV show said it was in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma and like, it looked like it. Yes. I think the zoo was like a main feature of the town. It didn't seem like there was like a ton of other, uh, tourist attractions in the area Yeah, there wasn't much else to do like i saw on like after this came out on facebook there were some people i was like you know like facebook friends with but not like i haven't spoken to them in many many years Uh and they would be like oh fun fact i went there for spring break and posted like all of their photos from spring break of them like cuddling tigers and like feeding like cubs and shit yeah, like yeah. that and i was just like okay so this is what you did for your spring break what else did you do? oh just this yeah okay and so there was nothing else to do <laughs> and more on that you're feeding into the problem which they will all, get to it was so beautiful it was beautifully chaotic because i'm pretty sure every single post that i saw of those people were like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> yeah pretty much and i was like good and I just watched the world burn without saying anything. Yeah. As is my prerogative. Um, but so you like you meet Joe Exotic, you hear my cat screaming in the background. <laughs> well, and mine were doing it a minute ago. They just <laughs> they're communicating. You meet Joe Exotic, he's fucking crazy. He's got a bleached mullet. Everything yep. is wild. Eyebrow ring. The worst it was hanging on by a hope and a prayer. <laughs> it was dangling so, like a tiger was gonna tear that thing right out of his face and i'm amazed it didn't right i'm amazed that he is the one who comes out of this shit unscathed i like he's in prison he's never gonna financially recover from this but that's it yeah i liked um watching the number of earrings in that one ear 
like ah, increase just, and decrease just, yes. throughout the series. That was fantastic. Based that on was his great. mood. Yeah. You could tell how stressed he was based on the At one point he had like seven earrings in one ear. I'm like, wow, man, come on. You work with animals. Um, But yeah, so yeah, you meet this guy. He's fucking nuts. You learn about his rivalry with Carol Baskin. Obviously, that's like the tentpole of the entire uh, documentary series of like Mm -hmm. just him and Carol Baskin fucking hating each other. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Yeah, that Carol was Carol Baskin. That was a big thing, and then um, the "I will never financially recover, financially from, recover this from this" was yes. a big meme. Yep, the flower crowns were also yeah. quite big. Yeah, she had some fucking flower crowns, literally and figuratively. Yep. Um, but before we even get to her, I don't want to jump too far ahead. Uh, second episode called "The Cult of Personality," and this was probably one of my favorites. That it. It showed the employees of all these places. Yes, it introduced. Yes. Um, I think Doc Antle was first introduced yes. in this episode. Bhagavan, fuck that guy! <laughs> what a fucking creep! You know who Am he I really? Right? I know he really reminded me of um, the character Ian in High Fidelity. If you've ever seen like the the movie with um, what's his John name, Cusack. John Cusack, yeah, and the way that he's talked about in the book. He seems like like I would cast him as that character, yeah. um, but he just seemed like he kept using the excuse of like everyone's jealous of me. Like that's the thing yeah. I watched it with Elliot, and that's the thing that he couldn't stand. He's like, no one's jealous of you, dude. <laughs> like, and, and get over also, yourself. I don't know if this is like getting into it further, but also just the sheer how he would how he treated his what do we want to call this his harem of women yeah like yeah just, and making them making them modify their bodies without them choosing to wanting to um yeah that one poor girl just, was like i don't remember consenting oh i just remember the uh breast augmentation was booked yeah i'm like that's fucking terrifying that's fucked up and he basically like he did what cults do he he se- separated these people basically from their families pretty much made it seem like there was no way out that you have nowhere else to go like this is Mm -hmm. what you have to do now and you are in squalor conditions unless you want to do something else and then you can rise up but that something else is fucking your boss yes and he is disgusting oh my god like i couldn't the closest i could come was he reminds me a little bit for those who don't know what he looks like of Kenny Loggins, but like post whatever the fuck he did to his face, Kenny Loggins Mm -hmm. just, but he thinks he's like fucking Brad Pitt. He thinks he is the shit. Yeah. Yeah. He really does. He is a piece of shit. And then there's that guy that always had the monkey on him. Stark something. Tim (laughs) Stark. Yeah. Tim Stark. (laughs) And he, he was the, one of the guys that was like, I just want to know how he like trains his women. And I'm like, oh i know that was fucking hate disgusting. you sir the whole thing is just real gross like just real real gross yeah i'm i am uh, like i don't uh, like i i was gonna say i don't know if it's because i'm a woman and it hits so close to home but at the same time elliot was disgusted michael was disgusted so i think it's just like an across the board thing like that these dudes were fucking gross yeah like 
you need to shower after watching interviews with these people. It's something about having the tigers and the lions that they just think their dick grows like 10 feet long. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I mean, but again, like some of the people that worked with Joe Exotic, um, his husband, John Finley, loved him. Oh, my God. Loved all the shirtless interview moments. Fantastic. So great. And, and I mean, not for anything, spoiler alert, but the fact that John got his teeth fixed, like, I think that. Oh, he looks so much better. Good for him. Good so much for better. him. And good he, for him. He was one of my favorite interview uh, people because he just seems so, like, mild-mannered and, like, kind of at peace with everything that had happened and, like, just telling the crazy story. He was great. Um, I like the guy, Saf, that he, the one yes. that got there. Is arm. Saf got their arm. Yeah. And I also really liked, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for fucking surprise, like gotcha type things. And the fact that they only filmed Saf from like the shoulders up yes, until, until that reveal. Yep. When you see their fucking arm and didn't love that they continued to misgender Saf. But Yeah, they say in the um uh reunion episode yeah. that he identifies as a man and yes apparently he said he's like other people complained about it more than i did but yes still, that's like, what he said and i was like but my dude yeah my dude like that would drive me fucking nuts uh but he also said in the movie version which will most definitely be getting made mm-hmm. after the pandemic is over mm-hmm. um that the guy who played johnny tsunami should be him and i agreed beautiful that choice would be can, like can we take a moment and just think about that for like one second also like What's his name hasn't really done much. Um, oh, now his name is going to like, it's Brandon something. Um, Brandon Tsunami. Baker. Yeah, Brandon Baker is his real name. And Why does he like, have like the whitest of white people names? I mean, you got you to gotta <laughs> do what you can to break into this business. I mean. Oh, that would be just, really upsetting. Did he have to change his name? That's so sad. I don't know, but I know of a lot of, like, that's why Lilane from Lizzie McGuire like went by Lalane because her last name was deemed too ethnic. I believe she was um, Filipino, Filipino well, it was and the something Disney else. Channel. But it was the Disney Channel, exactly. Like I mean, I'm That's not, a whole I'm other not true defending crime. them at all, but I believe it. Yeah. Um. Who else? Who else do I want to talk about from Joe's team? Obviously, yeah. uh, Rick Kirkham, who was the TV producer for Joe Exotic yeah. TV. He was like the first face you see of the documentary he's fucking great i love all of his uh interview segment pieces uh eric cowie who's one of the zookeepers Mm -hmm. john rinky i think his name reineke reineke i think uh yeah he was the manager he's fucking great um the campaign manager joshua dial that kid wow he's that kid the feds oh iconic i just oh and also just the sheer What's the word that I'm looking for? Just that he did not get like as fucked up as he could have by witnessing. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Hold on. We're going to talk about that. I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm just saying like he's 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 clearly like he is the sanest of the bunch. Yeah. Homeboy needs. It's not a it's homeboy needs intense therapy. Therapy. Yeah. Like all of them do, to be quite honest. Everybody Um, does. At the end of the second episode, it's revealed. Do you know Carol Baskin's first husband uh, is missing in heavy air quotes? And the uh, 
the interviewer, the the documentarian is yes. like, what? So the third episode called The Secret is 100% dedicated to, it is basically a snapped episode. It's a snapped yes. episode and also an Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yes. It dives into Carol's past, who she is, who she was, uh, who Don she Lewis. Did. Yeah. Uh, she looked, uh, her childhood photos, gorgeous. She was hot. She, yes. Yeah. Like, no wonder I would leave my wife and kids for her. Uh, the no, age I wouldn't, but. <laughs> the age difference is, I mean, it's always going to be oh, a little weird. That's gross. Yeah, that's gross. Joe I Exotic mean, had a, like throughout. a 19-year age difference with one of his husbands. Yes, and that was also gross. Yeah. <laughs> that That his husbands were closer in age than he was to either of them. He was a year <laughs> older than one of his husband's mothers. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's fucking gross. Like, uh, I mean, to eat your own. Yes, to eat your own. But also, there were a lot of things. But like, don't go murdering people over it. So, don't kill your husband. And, like, also, I love that she was just like, well, how would I do it? By doing these things that I clearly must have done because they just came to me, like the fucking sardine yeah. oil. I was watching, um, there's this guy that um, does a lot of, like, he reads like body language and stuff on YouTube. Yes. I think yes. I've talked about it before. And he, he talked about a lot of like serial killers. Um, like he did one of like a Ted Bundy interview and was talking mm-hmm. about like the subtle things he would do, like where he was looking or what he would do with his face or, or his, uh, just basic, basic body language. So this guy did, um, a video on Carol Baskins talking about, uh, killed her husband, whacked him. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much pretty much everyone it seemed like especially in the um the follow-up episode um joel McHale asked like do you think carol actually killed her husband everyone was like yes <laughs> of course and it just seems like she just seems so holier than thou like she thought like she was doing so much better than everybody else that like she had so much motive to do it i yeah. definitely think she did it I'm thinking, here's what I think happened. This is all alleged, but I'm betting you her husband was like, I don't think Joe Exotic is that bad of a guy. And suddenly she was like, me, 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 me. No, uh, what happened was he was going to leave her and she yes. was going to lose her cash flow. And she was and like, not today, motherfucker. And definitely off the I mean, if she fed him to the tigers, that's just poetic with like <laughs> this whole saga this whole giant thing going on but i i don't know i don't know how she would have disposed it's florida I, there's fucking swamps there's i was gonna say there's, there's alligators there's, there's ways easier ways to do this like i mean and i don't think she did it herself i think she hired like somebody oh to- i think yeah i think definitely she had help because even like i mean having to lift an adult male who is in similar size to you like that's a whole human body like whether or not like well then they went strong the, or anything they went into the whole thing of uh the meat grinder that they had on the property yep yep which very sweeney todd very that um scary stories thing we did of the guy in new orleans yeah with the sausage factory exactly i'm just saying will we be seeing her husband's ghost near that meat grinder she anytime just, soon the way that she like talked about it she just seemed like so okay with it and so like yeah flippant about it 
Yeah, that, that was the thing. She didn't react enough. Yeah, I mean, everyone's reactions are different. We can only go by what was shown on the documentary. The documentary was clearly being laid out to make it seem like she did it. So, like... Yeah, and even she came out and said that it was a very defamatory piece when it was about her. Yeah, yeah, but... Don't know if you heard that. Felix agrees. (laughs) (laughs) With all of... With everything that they showed in the documentary, it just seemed like too many coincidences and the fact that like yeah because he disappeared which was like the wording in his will said upon my like death or disappearance yeah like the lawyer was like i've never seen that before so that's a little weird but she wasn't because she just he disappeared and didn't die quote unquote um that she was not allowed to collect on his uh, a state until like five years after yeah, he had disappeared. Like and then she like filed for it five years and one day after that, like she was able to start collecting. Mm-hmm. So that's a little fucking weird. I mean, yeah, I was going to say that's what were you? Did you have very a calendar counting down? Yes. Like seemed too much. Very. I don't know, man. I don't know. And I... this is where I'll talk about her new husband, Howard Baskin. Who oh just God. seems like... Howard's a broken man. He's a broken man. He <laughs> definitely wears like a collar and a leash in the home. Ah! And their wedding photos. Oh. Unsettling. Oh, Unsettling. no. Unsettling. She clearly like... Th- that's another reason that I think she killed her husband. Because he had too much over her. And this guy has nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah. He is. He, he's got Carol. He's Carol Baskin's husband. Husband. Yes, that's that's his <laughs> big claim to fame. And also, I mean, and I don't get me wrong. I do love like when a man supports his woman in everything yes. they're doing. That is fucking and, fantastic. And when they like worship the ground that they walk on, like I think that's all very cute and very sweet and everything. But it when seems it comes like she from a forced place that. Of love, yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. When it comes from a place of love. Like, this does not seem like a place of love. This seems like a place of, at best, obligation. At worst, fear. From the very first scene that they're in together where she's, like, going over, like, the different, like, the the names of, like, the the cats that um, had been at her facility before that have passed and they had, like, a a little memorial area set up and he Mm -hmm. was, like, following her. She's, like, reading the things. It just seemed, it seemed like he was already on a leash yeah it just seemed I mean, like was she, it a literal one metaphorical one we don't, don't really know they know. focused more on joe Exotic's sex life and i feel like that is the one thing that could have been approved upon <laughs> well joe exotic had a very interesting sex life which we haven't really talked about yet i did say joe finley was his his husband but he had mm-hmm. another husband travis maldonado um and i wanted nothing more than to be at that wedding because it looked fucking crazy. Yeah. It just yeah. seemed like an event that you wouldn't want to miss. Wow. I don't know, man. It was weird. And neither of them were gay. Yeah, that's what really got me. Neither of them were gay. And I was like... That's how you... like magnetic this man is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was magnetic or manipulative. I mean, yeah, he did feed both of them meth, so. Yes. And also, I mean, Travis, it was made to appear 
that he also did it for the financial stability and security and like having somebody to take care of him like it like like you know like this type i'm not saying he is literally that type but the type that would jump from for example like your parents to getting married yeah and like never having to take care of yourself in between whether that's like financially physically mentally emotionally any of it well he was only 19 when he yeah he he was a kid yeah and um which is gross i'll say it again (laughs) yeah uh yeah they didn't really like go into his story too much obviously because you learn later uh in a very tragic scene um with which we referenced um, a little bit earlier yes with uh joe exotic's campaign manager we'll get to what that campaign was in a little bit but uh his campaign (laughs) manager josh uh was in the office with travis who was Mm. playing with a gun that he had recently gotten and it was known that he would like frequently point guns at people and like uh shoot guns at just anything at the ground at they frequently yep. showed people shooting at a lake yeah um, never understood that shooting uh mason jars full of explosives that's yep. another thing yep. i guess that's oklahoma um, man i don't know i'll i'll take that though over the fact that they would also spoiler alert and trigger warning for those who do love the fluffy sweet animals that they would just shoot the cats when they couldn't feed everybody or when they yeah. just like that really yeah that was that was it's it's fucking not horrible. great I, yeah. yeah in between I like that in between like the levity of like yeah this guy has a mullet and he's a singer for some reason and he's like a fucking <sighs> weird dude Here, kitty he's, kitty he's got cats and stuff ah funny they have like very real problems yeah <laughs> to show and that heartbreaking yeah problems um but anyway so uh travis and josh were in the um the office and travis seated seated below the um security camera camera so you can only it's pointed at josh so you can see on the footage because they showed the whole footage josh is like hey don't point that that uh that gun like not cool dude like i've told you before don't do it and he's like oh this this won't fire without a clip see is said uh by josh that he pointed it at his head trigger warning obviously because yes. this is horrible uh he pointed it at his head and pulled the trigger and the gun went off mm-hmm. and so travis killed himself and they show i mean if you're gonna watch a documentary if you haven't already they show the scene where it's it's josh josh's face as this yes. entire thing is happening and it's like i mean his face is literally what anybody's face would be it's like what do you right. do that is such a, what like yeah just so caught off guard so surprised so like and shock yeah and like and your brain because like we're not programmed to really like understand death obviously just try watching him try to like come to an understanding of what just happened like just like i mean truly like he was in shock yeah the and the way he talks about it in the episode i want to say that episode is probably six or seven seven. Uh, yeah i think it's seven i think it's um dethroned yeah so the way he talks about it is uh so like 
even and just like states the facts and everything. But yeah. uh, he does say in the follow-up episode that he never received help for yeah. witnessing that, which obviously, I mean, to. you want to go to therapy the next day. Yeah. Uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that was that was one of the things um, that happened that was like a real surprise during the documentary because obviously you hear about the Carol Baskin thing, you hear about the Don Lewis thing, uh, you hear a little bit about Doc Antle and his ladies and everything going on there. But that was the one thing that I had not heard before watching the series. So obviously it's like extremely tragic. Yes. And even, I mean, I, I do remember just like yelling when I saw it because I mean... All of this, it was it was all fucked up, but it was like a fun fucked up. Does that make sense? Like it's it's all shock value. Yeah. And right around there, I think, is where it began to devolve. And that's when it's not funny anymore. It's horrifying. Yeah. And people die. And also for um what do you call it? For like to not to correct ourselves because we didn't really stay either way, but um it was episode five that um they talk about travis travis dying oh, okay oh that um, yeah because that whole episode is dedicated to 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 his him. political yes. campaign well efforts. yes and that but also the story I, I thought you meant the story behind like the whole thing and i was like yeah well no that's that's where i think josh is introduced because that's the episode yes. um uh, real quick, because we jumped from uh, episode three. Episode four is titled Playing With Fire. <laughs> and that is the whole story of uh, Rick Kirkham uh, getting into Joe's life and wants to make him a reality star and yes. uh, helps him with Joe Exotic TV, which TV. is like a self-produced <laughs> like TV show, web series, whatever. It's like the college the college TV station yeah. that it's everybody so, had. It's so, so many, bad. It's public access or something. Like, it's just... It's so it's, many problematic things, having like a blow-up doll that he named Carol Baskin and then shooting yes. it and like all of that. Which was fucked up. Yeah, it's no wonder he's in jail now, right? Right. And, and well, I mean, and more than that, like, also, let's not forget, like, the fire. Yeah. And that, that happens, whole thing. That happens at the end of the fourth episode where yes. somebody lit a fire in the uh, studio where the um, only copies of everything that was filmed at the zoo were kept. And uh, apparently some very problematic things uh, you'll yeah. hear in the follow-up episode, Rick Kirkham talk about a story where a woman wanted to, um, she had a, um, an elderly horse and she comes to yes. Joe with like tears in her eyes oh, saying God. like, I don't have the room, like I don't have the facility, like you have this big uh, facility with all of these animals, you rescue these animals, like can you take mm-hmm. care of him? And Joe's like, of course, of course we're going to do that. And as soon as the woman leaves, they shoot the horse, cut it up, and feed it to the The tigers. tigers. Yeah. Because they couldn't afford to feed the fucking tigers. They were buying spoiled meat off the backs of trucks. Yeah. It was like meat coming from, uh, like, garbage cans full of meat. And then they would pour it into, like, a dumpster. And there would be liquid at the bottom. Oh, my God. It was fucking horrible. And Awful. Uh. 
the one thing for me that like it really hit me because prior to that they had shown like a couple of cages with a couple of tigers in it but there was one episode where they were talking about how they couldn't afford to feed all the tigers and they show a cage that was filled with like 150 tigers in it yeah in in, like one cage and they're all like whirling around each other because they're up in a frenzy because they think they're going to be fed and they're like one of the uh, the workers there, I think it was Eric Cowie, who was one of the zookeepers, mm-hmm. was yes. like, I have enough, I have one ham and I have enough meat to feed the bears today, probably not the wolves. And then they have tigers and lions and all of these animals. They talk about um, when the uh, TV studio got up in flames, it also mm-hmm. caught flame to like the... Um, the area where they kept the crocodiles. Yeah, and that yeah. was fucking horrible. And I'm like, yeah, there are and so many problematic things with these animals there. So many problematic things. And I will say though that of of the people there, I would say Eric Cowie did like care the most about the animals. Um, I mean, I think everybody really did care about the animals. Oh, yeah. Except for well, Joe Exotic. Most, yeah, I was going to say most of them. Um, but I would say because just the fact that he continued to seem to like throughout throughout the documentary series, like everybody seemed to progress and move on from like whatever narrative they were like. Yeah. Eric was constantly focused on the tigers and like i i failed them i betrayed them like he talked about that one tiger that he had raised from like a cub i think it was yeah and they were going to kill the tiger and he was the one that had to like go with the tiger and and bring him like, to the place where he bring got him, he was gonna yeah get and shot. this tiger yeah. trusted him and i mean i don't think i mean we talk about how joshua dial needs therapy i i truly think that eric does too i don't i don't know how you can emotionally recover from something like that for somebody who clearly loves the animals so much well i think everybody that worked for joe exotic needs some some form of therapy oh yes 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 but i mean i'm just saying like my my heart really it went out to him because he just he he just he like you could tell like it just affected him and it was like the show like obviously the um the series starts as like this is about this guy that owns big cats and they really talk about mm-hmm. the big cats and then uh it starts devolving into just this feud with carol baskins and like what what is wrong with all of these people that like own big cats and then the rivalries between them so it becomes less and less about the animals and more and more about these people who are fucking crazy and egomaniacs and in it for the money and um like carol baskin thought that she was doing so much better than everybody else but honestly she is just the most cunning out of all of them insufferable oh that too no she she is the smartest one out of all of them she right but in an insufferable way in my opinion but she i mean mean, she sneaky sneaky got rid of her first husband got all this money thinks she is like the savior of these cats because she the only thing that is different from her rescue than any of these other zoos is that she doesn't breed them there 
Well, I'd say there's another pretty stark difference, and that's that she doesn't pay any of exactly. Her I was going to get to volunteers. That. Yep. They're volunteers, and but it's in like a that, pyramid who scheme. The world, yes, who worship the world that they walk on, that she walks on, and like everybody has a different color based on seniority. Exactly, like for t-shirts and the whole. It thing reminded is me very of like culty. a summer camp. Yes, like yes, you, if you're a like senior a manager. Yeah. Yes. So fucking weird. So and but like these people loved her. Exactly. And I was like, but that's like, why she's the smartest one out of all of them Molly, because you're in danger, she girl. she twisted it. She is the same person as Joe Exotic, but she yeah. twisted it that she is the angel in this situation. And she twisted it so far that people worship her instead of want to work for her. They're going to yes. do everything she wants them to do. She doesn't have to basically lift a finger and everyone is going to do stuff for her. Right. It's, it's wild it's it's really it's very impressive but at the same time it's just it's watching it as an like uninvolved third party it's just so i don't know if you want to call it insulting like yeah. it just to just to watch this and be like is she is she really she's get oh so she is getting away with this oh okay fully she got away with oh, everything so you all think it's normal oh i well. do think I do think it's it's very important that I don't think that um, private people should own these animals. They they talked about no. in one of the episodes that some guy in Ohio, I think it was, had like a hundred animals, and then they all got loose one day, like yes. wolves, panthers tigers bears like and i'm all sure of, oh my yes. i'm sure that's not the first time that has happened and either. they had to trank all of the animals yeah like that's horrible so yeah. i don't I mean, think private don't citizens should be able to have these animals that's fucking horrible it was alarmingly too easy for some of these people to get these animals that's terrifying uh, oh. uh, uh, jeff Lowe comes to mind well, the guy in the fucking first shot of the entire series that like I've, this, I think the the documentary was supposed to be about um, illegal trading of reptiles in Florida. I think was yeah, how it was, it was some, pitched. It was something like that. Yeah. And then some guy comes to the place to buy one of these poisonous snakes, and he's like, "Hey, come look in my van." And there's a snow leopard. Yeah. And you're like, what? So then the documentary shifts to be about all of these like people that own big cats, which is fucking crazy. And I do think that there should be a place where these animals need to go to live out their lives uh, because people are going to do garbage things with them. Yeah, um, like put them in a pay-for-play zoo and expose them to human beings who don't know any better and not be able to feed them or put them in ample housing. Cause like you said, like there were easily like a hundred to 150 cats yeah. in that one cage. Yeah. That's not a good life. And they're hungry a, and they're going yeah. to hurt each other if they get really frustrated and can't eat or something. Um, right. But what was the other thing? Oh, there was one thing that, Joe Exotic said in one of the episodes that I didn't, I don't want to agree with it, but I can see where he's coming from. And it was when he was talking about um, 
when all the people were surrounding um like the little baby tiger and they were able to like pet it and whatever and he's like people don't care about something that they don't have an emotional connection with so yeah. if you can get people for 15 minutes to play with this little tiger and like explain to them like okay well we need to save the rainforest because you're killing his habitat you're killing every animal that's here you're you're ruining their habitat if we can't save the rainforest and people will respond to that and remember that and hopefully make a change for the better i can right. understand that point that doesn't mean it's right that doesn't mean I you should be doing that with the little tigers Yes, I but, think it's a great point, but it's poor. It should not be executed in that way. And I also don't and think he, he believes it. it. For, yeah, I don't think he, I. That's 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 what I'm. Yes, like I think he's he did using it for. Point. He might have. He might have at one point, but he's he's saying that not to save the rainforest, but for his own financial gain. I think he's. I think in the beginning, everybody. Yeah, I think in the beginning it started as like. He was actually trying to help these animals. Yeah, I think because I think everybody, I mean, uh, call me call me Pollyanna. I think that for the most part, everybody starts off as like generally good, like a good person. And I don't think that's any different for Joe Exotic. I don't think he like just kind of popped out the womb going, you know what? I'm going to kill Carol Baskin and I'm going to like make this zoo thing i don't think you can even call it a zoo yeah and what i found was really interesting while watching the documentary because they show like old footage of yes. both joe exotic and carol baskins carol baskin i know it's carol baskin i know, I know i'm it's... already gonna get people yelling at me for saying baskins it's carol it's okay, baskin Haley. killed her husband whacked him yes so they show old footage of the both of them and some of the old footage of her is clearly like breed these animals get them yeah. for your private collection blah 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 and then they right. show old video of joe exotic and he's like we're really here to like protect these animals blah 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 so they started in opposite directions yeah which they is like so flipped. nuts yeah right and the worst part is that like in, instead of like they both flipped in terms of their agendas however by the end of it both of them are the villain yeah there's no good one among them except like, for again like the people on the outskirts of this whole situation yeah but like even I, then i think joe exotic ran into an issue where he had so many of these animals he couldn't feed them the easiest way to feed them is to like have little babies and take them out so like people can people will pay money for that so like that's yeah. an easy way to do but then at the end of that you have a big tiger and it's just one mm -hmm. more to add to the problem right carol baskin i think um realized smartly realized that she could make all of the same money under the guise of this being a rescue Mm -hmm. and i can come out as the virgin mary i can come out as the mother, mother Teresa, Teresa. Like, yeah <laughs> the just the, the holier than thou like angel woman everyone yeah. is going to love me but i'm basically doing the exact same thing but i'm getting m like more of the benefit i mean what do you think she's doing with that flower crown it's a fucking halo pretty much she's like i gotta make one myself yeah the um whole thing. the whole thing just but i think I don't know about you, but the reason I first heard about Joe Exotic 
probably was during his political pursuits. Um, no, well, that wasn't I when did, you first but I didn't about pay him? him any mind. I didn't like I when they brought it up, I was like, oh, that's who that was. But no, like I I was a lot more focused on somebody else who was running that year. Yeah. And I was a lot more intimidated, not intimidated, because quite frankly, tiny handed carrots do not intimidate me. But I was definitely worried for the fate of our country over that person than Joe Exotic. Yeah. Joe Exotic was a blip on the radar. But it was it was like a fun distraction when we thought, <laughs> oh, no, nowhere in the world will this happen. But then something horrible happened. But anyway, to a degree, somebody else, something else happened. Yeah. Somebody but, else happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I had heard him talked about on like a couple other like true crime podcasts like here or there. But I think it, they showed in the in the documentary his hit a little bit on uh john oliver where john oliver was like talking yes, about yes. the 2016 uh presidential race and was like well there's a third party candidate and uh-huh. he showed like the little campaign video and so they they talk about that for the entire pretty much the entire fifth episode make yeah. exa- make america exotic again <laughs> fantastic <laughs> um and yeah, so he wanted to run for president. Fucking never going to happen. Decided no. to run for governor. Thought he actually had a chance. A shot. Yes. Man, but I wish he, I had that much faith in myself. I, I was going to say, like, I would kill to have that kind of confidence. Like, can you believe? Just can you believe? I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to spend all this money. And I'm going to mm-hmm. bring some tigers out onto in a parade. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, and on the parade. I'm going to be the governor. And, and people are going to love it. And then, and then, first stop, the governor. Next stop, president. Like, yeah. I mean, you know that this dude was like, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be a Grammy Award winning. No, nay, EGOT. <laughs> I think he just, like, everything he did was for attention like all he wanted to mm-hmm. be was a reality star yeah he was 110 percent like a narcissist just did not care about anybody else anything else around him like i don't even know particularly i think he was very predatory with his relationships oh 100%. but even those i i think that they were just as much like from a very sick place as they were from a, oh, but also, if I'm a gay man married to two gay men that aren't even gay, that are half my age, and we're in a polygamist relationship, can you imagine the amount of attention I'll get? Well, I, he even said at one point in the in the documentary that his type is like young straight men. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking problematic, my dude. It's very problematic. And it perpetuates like these stereotypes that gay people are trying to turn straight people, which spoiler alert, that's not how it happens. That's not how this works. That's not how any this of this works. This one guy is just fucking crazy. But also you, you have to understand the setting. It's mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Where uh, the winds go sweeping down the plains. Yeah, I can't imagine that the LGBTQIA plus community is very vocal in yep. present Winniewood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I can imagine that it would be hard to be a gay man in an area like that. 
But that doesn't mean you have to go marrying two straight young boys. Yeah, and... And then another one. Yeah, the whole thing is just really... Yikes. I mean... It's... Like, each... Each aspect of these relationships is gross in their own way, whether it's the age thing, whether it's the fact that they're straight and they're still marrying this guy, whether it's the fact that he's married to two people at once. Yeah. But then you, like, put it all together and it's just a fucking, like, dumpster fire. Yeah. And And then, like, the rest of the um, documentary, like, the second half of the documentary, The Noble Thing to Do and Dethroned, um, mm-hmm. The last two episodes basically just goes into the Carol Baskin hit plot that, um, which is just like, of course this would happen. Of yeah. course this would be next. I mean, we glossed over that, um, like the the park was in trouble and they needed an investor. And what's yeah. his name? Jeff Lowe comes Jeff in. Jeff Lowe comes in with his wife. Yeah, who's also a little too young for him. That whole so conversation myself. when they were talking, she was pregnant and they were talking about getting a nanny and he's like, I get yeah. to pick the nanny because she has to be hot and young and I'm going to fuck her. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely oh, okay. not. Fuck that guy. Like, and, and even just how he even got into the business because they talked about that a little bit. Like, yeah. he's just a shady fucking dude and I feel like that could have been another documentary in and of itself. Like, I think that the shit that he has done and gotten away with, we're just scratching the service. Yeah. Sir so but um they yeah he was the investor that came in apparently didn't have like any real money like everything he had was rented he was behind mm -hmm. on car payment blah 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 blah. i'm not even gonna get into that part but that brings in um a couple of new people one of which was alan glover who was um a friend of jeff lowe's who was going to be the guy that was going to kill carol baskin right apparently he kind of flip-flopped like 19 times over the course of one episode but whatever yes yes i mean and i feel like that's a normal um what's the word that i'm looking for line of work to be a like hitman slash handyman yeah like he has like yes great white shark eyes yes he's terrifying he's creepy he is he's very creepy he just he's and i mean and it's nothing against bald people but his head is just too damn shiny man like yeah i don't like it I, uh, something's going on there. I don't want to know what it is, but like he's one shady motherfucker and you can see it on his face. Yeah. So then they, they start going into like how he was going to do it, who was going to pay him, how they were going to get the money, um, what the real plot was. This other guy who's like a businessman friend of one of them, James Garretson, um, yes. became like a snitch for the FBI. I was- know. And that whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, they all said like he didn't he didn't do it out of the goodness of his heart. Like apparently he had a lot of credit card fraud. He had an illegal animal, too. Like, oh, my God. It just it it never ended. The middle of the country is weird, man. It's it's I'm telling you, we should have just let them secede when we had the chance. No, I like our middle of the country listeners. I know. I know. That's what I was going to say. I was like, but then we don't. But poor them. They have to live it. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babies. I'm very sorry. Um. But yeah, but what really got me with James Garrettson also was when he did um, like snitch or whatever, and he was working as like a double agent. Um, I guess he wasn't really working as a double agent because he was just working as a spy for the FBI. And spy is yeah, a very so he loose wouldn't term. get in trouble. Steve Carell 
was a more yeah not not even believable spy just a more adept spy <laughs> yeah he didn't seem like he was uh trained <laughs> in no. the art of like hey don't be suspicious eh, i'd say in the art of anything <laughs> Yeah, but also I don't think Joe but, Exotic was really like. I mean, he got he started to get paranoid toward the end, but like mm-hmm. I don't think he was like <laughs> no idea really with it. No, he wasn't. He was. Yeah. I I mean, personally, I think that the drugs were really starting to like get with him because when you're a user for that long of a time, that's not gonna do great. Was things. he using meth? Um, I believe. I mean, he, he had better was. teeth than all of them. Yeah, but but that was something too that um what's his name? John actually his teeth were not uh, he, as he said, they were not a result of meth. They were actually a result of like a genetic thing with his teeth where some of them and I mean, the only reason I'm believing this is because I actually grew up with a couple kids who had like the same thing happen where like I they, mean I think they just don't grow a tooth in that one spot. I think it did have nothing. something to do with meth because like he I was so, a heavy meth user and he did say that he stopped like the minute his child was born, which is right. What should be done, which is great. As, uh, yes, as you should, if not a little sooner, but also the fact that um the production apparently asked him to take the bridge with his false teeth out for the interviews. Oh, really? I didn't hear about yes. that. Yes. Well, that was they revealed later. Him, they wanted him to be like the fucking shirtless, toothless yeah. hillbilly. Yes. Husband. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, so. who then cheats on his husband with a woman and impregnates her because we touched on that briefly and I feel like we can't just not. No, that needs to be talked about. That mention that. Uh, yeah, that but was before really... Travis had killed himself. Yes, but what I really would like to just point out here is also when they ask Gerritsen, I can't. I wish I can remember what exactly they said to him. Like, like do you like do you think that they're going to come after you next? Like, do you have any regrets? It was something like that. I don't remember what the question was because all I remember was his reaction where he was basically just like, "Nope," and then rode off into the fucking sunset on a jet ski. I mean, you and knew I was they like, were going to play Eye of the Tiger at some point. <laughs> Just, but I don't know why I we needed a fat guy on a jet ski oh, to end the documentary. <laughs> it was so, it was just, oh God. I mean, it was, it was kind like, of a perfect ending because like it's I, I such a say. weird documentary that like, yeah, okay, we're going to end with a fat guy on a jet ski. Talk uh, about ending it on a high note. Eye of the tiger in the background. Fine. Just, whatever. Um, Bean was captivated at that point. He was watching the TV. <laughs> I don't know if it was the jet ski or what, but he was straight up watching TV. Uh, he when says, that Mama, get on. me a jet ski. Um, I need yeah. a jet ski. I mean, this is a very disorganized retelling of this uh, documentary. Oh. Obviously, if you want like the real story, you need to watch the documentary. We're just talking about our thoughts on the documentary. Yes, so don't which were requested. Yes, yeah. these were you asked for this, okay? And you I, can I, skip it. I mean, I don't it. know you if anyone told it. you. You don't have to listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's true. But if you have to listen to anything, it's the final episode where Joel McHale does the talk back. I mean, I didn't love it. I originally oh, like I turned it off. I just watched it like literally right before we sat down to record this. Um, but it was fine. I See, didn't feel I think, like it really revealed anything new. Or oh, like, no, 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 no. I think it was just Joel McHale did what all of us wish we could have, where he just basically 
roasted these people for an hour, however long it was, and like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And just, I, it, it was so, and apparently like in an interview later, like just with Joel McHale, he was like, no, there were like hours of material like and i could have kept going and i was and i wish he had (laughs) yeah i feel like all those interviews were very like succinct and like yes very like well put together but you you could clearly tell that there were some cuts in there it's like Mm -hmm. they didn't come up with all these answers real quick right off the bat which honestly is better i don't need all the waffling in between questions so Right, that but also, the, like, we didn't need that, but also I think that in that same vein, that also meant that some of the some of the responses, some of the interviews were not fully honest. I think it was more, because this the, the final episode of the series, it's technically not the final episode, it's a separate entity. Yeah. And it aired, I want to say, what, what is that? like. Uh, yes, but I, I I think it was like three weeks after yep. or two weeks after. Yeah, because the three the, weeks after it came out on March twentieth. Twentieth, so yeah. After the fucking whole world had watched it, right? And I mean, and honestly, great idea on their ends to like capitalize on this. Yeah, why but, not? Nobody else yeah. is doing anything. Yeah, but um, oh oh my, it just. It, I I did enjoy it, but I'm also I'm a Joel McHale fan, and I think that that also has to play into it. You've no, got to be a fan. He's one of those people that his face kind of annoys me, <laughs> so like I I don't like him on sight. Um, I get that. I can understand that. I watched yeah. him and Ken Jong run um, ring in the new year, and I greatly enjoyed that. No, I and watched the fucking inside of my eyelids. <laughs> you did. You went to bed early. I did. Cause you went it. to bed quite early. I was surprised because I was like, "This, this isn't, this isn't her. What is this?" I just wasn't she excited good? about the new year. <laughs> I don't blame you, baby. I'm sorry, I don't blame you. I was a downer. I, it, it was. But I will say, if there has to be a highlight of 2020, I think it's safe to say that this could, this could be in the running. Tiger King. Yeah. It made. It made. I mean. It made at least one day for us of quarantine much better, much yeah. more palatable. But uh, I do want to highlight the fact at the very end of the uh, documentary, at the end of the actual documentary, the end of episode seven, Dethroned, um, they talk about how that there's like upwards of 10,000 tigers in like private captivity. Yes. And there's only about 4,000 in the wild. I believe, um, I believe so, yes. That's terrifying and horrible and shouldn't be happening. But no. um, one of the things was that was said at the end of the documentary was that the animals are the losers in this fight. Like, Absolutely. Like, They're the losers in this scenario. No, Nobody won. <laughs> like, no. Carol Baskin didn't win because Joe Exotic's in jail. Joe Exotic wouldn't have won if Carol Baskin was killed. It's like the animals are the ones that are actually suffering. And right. in this whole story, everyone's talking about Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin's. No one's really talking about like the tigers and the other animals and everything that they need and why this is still allowed 
like why why can you do this why can you have this how how is this legal that you can just go onto craigslist pretty much and get like a big cat like yeah it's it's It's, terrible it shouldn't be that easy yeah yeah but but it was (sighs) people do have snow leopards in the back of their trucks in florida in like 100 degree heat yeah yeah fucking the whole thing the whole fucking thing it's just gross yeah i mean we totally didn't even talk about the fact that joe exotic did magic with a tiger for a little while yeah he was fucking siegfried (laughs) and roy out there for a minute um we didn't talk about we didn't talk nearly enough about his musical aptitude i mean i did hear that it wasn't him singing I mean, I believe it because it's credited, like, the songs are credited as Vince Johnson and then in parentheses as Joe Exotic. But Michael, I vaguely remember him telling me that it was, like, heavily auto-tuned because Michael's yeah, got no them shit. golden ears. It's not even the same voice. Elliot had yeah. the fucking Tiger song stuck in his head all day today. <laughs> I, Did you yeah. sing the Tiger song? Please? Huh? Sing the Tiger song for me. <laughs> Tell all the hunters <laughs> to lay down their guns. Yeah. I saw a tiger. Tiger saw a man. It was the thing that I fucking couldn't stand is I saw tiger, not a tiger, not the tiger, not this tiger, not that tiger. I saw tiger. Yeah, I know. It's the same, whoever wrote this song is the same person that wrote that Ariana Grande Zed collaboration where she says, um, I, I don't remember what the exact sentence is, but she says, I are instead of I am. Yeah. And that's the kind of energy that we're taking away from this music. Like, I mean, it's I mean, just, also the music video was just horrifying. Awful, they kept showing the so shot funny. of him standing on a on the, the, the truck fucking, with the fake yes. like storm in the background. Yes. And not even <sighs> like a good fake storm. <laughs> it was horrible. It was it was horrendous. And they kept playing songs from it and I kept just like looking like open mouth smile at Elliot. Just like <gasps> what do you think about this song? It I was, was just I just kept thinking about how Joe Exotic keeps talking about how they have no money and then he's financing these like recordings and music videos and all of this stuff and i'm like my dude yeah my guy he he misappropriated like sixty thousand dollars worth of funds to do Mm -hmm. his like campaign but he didn't spend that money on feeding the tigers No. no no why why would he do that i don't fucking know anyway i mean he cared about them um yeah so Stop asking us about the Tiger King. Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing an episode on Joe Exotic. There's an entire podcast called... Is it... Fuck. Is it called Tiger King? Or is it called Joe Exotic? Um, I know the one that you're talking about. I can't think of the name I of it right now. I can see the cover. Look. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where I am on this, too. Because, I mean, you can't... So... If it's the one that we're both thinking of, it's by Wondery, and it's yes. called Joe Exotic, Tiger King. Okay. All right. Good. Fine. So we were both right. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that entire podcast. Yes. You can listen to it there. Or watch Tiger watch King if you it, haven't yeah. already. 
please do. Like, we had so many people DMing us at the beginning of this pandemic. And then even, like, towards the middle of it going, have you watched Tiger King? Well, I think there... I think with any documentary, especially Netflix documentaries that are like really popular, we won't be doing a review episode for a couple months just because like we want everyone to like see it first. Yeah. Right. We don't want you to skip an episode if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't had the time yet. Also, even though you just said that they could skip the episode. (laughs) I mean, you can skip the episode if you don't care about it. Obviously, we do an episode that's like case per episode. So if you're not interested in it, fucking skip it. I don't give a shit. True. I do that with podcasts all the time. But um, yeah, so uh, fucking Tiger King. We also wanted to like wait until like the the memes really came out and like what people were actually saying about it. (laughs) So So like that's another thing. It's like I want to kind of hear like obviously we're a true crime and pop culture podcast. Part of pop culture Mm -hmm. is like how the culture relates to the popular thing that's happening. So yeah yeah, we wanted to hear like what people were saying about it. Obviously it's fucking huge still. It was I think Netflix's like biggest release. Yeah. Um, It was it was heavily like it was it was everywhere for like a long time like it was all people could talk about i'd say it was right up there with um oh i want to call it the stranger beside me but that's not it um um, no the ted bundy no but it's not the ted bundy tapes that's why um it's the the one with r no it's completely different where where you know where the dad fucks the man and the mom fucks the man and the daughter fucks the man and they all fuck the man and we all fuck the man. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, The kidnapping one. Yeah, which is people are yelling I'm talking to blind sight. Like, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's been been. so long. It's been been so long. But just pulling up the Wikipedia page on Tiger King, it says the series received positive reviews from critics and according to nelson ratings i don't know what that is was watched nielsen. by nielsen what is that a yeah. rating system yeah they like um they they basically look at a bunch of material from the show like the number of viewers and like the amount of time kind of like kind of like podcast stats um and yeah and so then that's how they determine that's that's uh-huh. kind of like the rating system that it's like an overarching will like, use okay yeah but that like studios and things like that will use like that that type of data helps decide what shows get canceled and renewed yeah but according to th- that system that rating system it was watched by 34.3 million people over the first 10 days of its release ranking as one of netflix's most successful releases to date so yeah I mean, obviously, it probably had something to do with the pandemic because everyone was fucking oh, home yes. and everyone needed content and blah, 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 blah. But um, but I would say that it also, it's just special. It's just interesting, yeah. It's just special. And for those who are still yelling, it was abducted in plain sight. I said sight. it already. Oh, well, fuck me, yeah. I guess. Fine, then. Um, just uh, one more thing on the stats. <laughs> Uh, according to the Wikipedia page, it says at their Q2 reporting meeting in July 2020, Netflix reported that the series had been viewed by 64 million households over the first month. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. So that explains uh, all of the memes that you had seen. Obviously, you couldn't get away from it. So 
No, you're never going to financially recover from the memes. The, that was one of my favorite memes that I'm never going to financially uh, recover from this, but. It's so good. It's so great. That was just everybody at that time. So. Yes. Yes. The yeah. more people lost their jobs, the more irrelevant that meme became. And you can't get mad at me for saying that because. You were I one of them. Related to it personally. Yes. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be putting some of those memes up on oh, the yeah. website, which is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, you can message us there. You can mm-hmm. email us, crimeculturepod yeah. at gmail.com. Please do. You can um, add us on any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter. we're there. Uh, all the links to that is on the website as well as on any of those. So if you find one site, then you can find them all because there's links everywhere. Um, and that is Tiger King fucking finally. Lord Almighty. Lord Almighty. <laughs> so on that note, Happy New Year. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully we can go outside this year. I would, I would enjoy that very much, being able to go outside. Being able to like hug somebody, no offense, that's not Michael. That would be a dream. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll hug a rando. I don't care. Can you imagine being able to, like, like we had a, a repair guy in for our dishwasher today. And at one point, like, I feel bad. He got sprayed in the face with our garbage disposal sludge. And I did not know until he was like, hey, I'm really sorry. And I came in and I was like oh, it's okay, like, cause he'd used one of, like, my old towels, and I was like, no, that's okay, like, that's what it's there for, and he's like, no, like, my mask is destroyed, I need another one, and I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of times where I've, like, forgotten that we live in a dystopia, and, like, yeah. oh, fuck, I need to be wearing a mask right now. Yeah! I feel like that panic is day. not gonna go away for a while. Oh, no, 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 that's why I keep a mask in the car, a mask in my purse, like, a mask in Michael's car, I just, yeah. just in case, God forbid, always gotta have it yeah well i hope everybody's year is better than the last one and that Mm -hmm. we can all we can all financially recover from this we can all financially recover from this yes and you know it's not it's it's a new year and it's a clean slate and it's not a high bar it's a new New day day. it's a new life life. for me for me (laughs) and i'm feeling about the same Well, that's it. Yep, that's all we can do. Do we want to go out on Elliot singing the Tiger King song? I was going to request this. Elliot, <laughs> sing more of the Tiger song <laughs> so we can end the podcast. And I saw a tiger. I, I don't know anything other than the opening line and the last two lines of the chorus. That's Bring it. it back. Bring it back. That's nope, enough. We're done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.